Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Hypochondriac Almanac, and I'm very excited to be recording for you guys on a Saturday evening. This is Sarah. In case you're wondering, this is the podcast for all of you out there that secretly think you have a new disease every time you have a sniffle, a slight twinge, or a headache. It's not a tumor. We understand, we identify, and we have definitely scoped out WebMD way too many times. We're here to talk weird diseases, wild illnesses, crazy syndromes, and rare disorders. Before we get started, we need a little disclaimer. We're not doctors, nurses, or medical professionals. Please don't take what we say on the show as medical advice. We're not trying to treat you, diagnose you, or fix medical conditions. Please say doctor. Don't guess or take what we say as a diagnostic tool. Let's jump right into today's show. Things have gotten a little crazy over the last few days. This is March 14th on a Saturday that I'm recording for you all. And clearly we are right smack dab in the middle of the coronavirus quarantine slash chaos slash craziness slash everything going on at once. I am in the state of California currently, and we are doing self-quarantine right now. Um, For those of you who have been living under a rock or have no idea what I'm talking about, (laughs) the coronavirus has taken full control and caused widespread chaos and panic throughout the world pretty much at this point. So that being said, I have not focused any time or energy on diet or exercise, or anything remotely related to those things. Currently, the company that I work for has dictated and and directed that all employees are to be working from home. So obviously, I have not been able to go to the gym or anything like that, because it is recommended that everyone kind of self-isolate and cut themselves off from everybody else. So that being said, I have been at home for much of the last week. Now, I'm not trying to downplay the seriousness of the coronavirus whatsoever, but I've brought uh, an article from the Red Cross to kind of bring to your information for today, and it's uh, safety and readiness tips. This was just provided yesterday, but the American Red Cross is closely monitoring the outbreak of the coronavirus outbreak from 2019 and following the latest guidance from the Centers for Disease Control. This is an extremely stressful time and people want to know what they can do at the moment to protect themselves and their families, obviously. That is why the Red Cross has been highlighting some health and preparedness steps for people in the U.S. Here are some recommendations for people to help with the spread of the disease and to keep them and their families safe. Number one, wash your hands with soap and water often for at least 20 seconds, especially after being in public places, blowing noses, coughing, sneezing, etc. Um, This is so very, very critical, folks. And even if you didn't do it before the coronavirus, it's something that you should be doing every day anyway. If soap and water are not readily available, use hand sanitizer with at least 60% alcohol content. And you should be aware and knowledgeable that using hand sanitizer is not a substitute for washing your hands. It is something to be done only if soap and water are not available because I do believe that scientific studies have shown the difference in germs on your hands between washing them with hot soap and water and using a hand sanitizer. And it's clearly not the same thing. And you also want to make sure that that water is hot because the hot water kills more germs than cold water 
for obvious reasons as well. You want to avoid touching your eyes, hands, nose, mouth with your unwashed hands, obviously, as well. And this is something that I think we all know, but I don't think you really realize how often you touch your face with your hands throughout the day. And if you sat down and documented and counted every single time that you did touch your face with your hands, I think you'd be really, really surprised at the sheer volume of times that you're touching. So be aware of that and keep washing your hands to avoid contaminating unnecessarily. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Again, sometimes you can't avoid it if you've got a close family member, but if you can quarantine that person in a separate area and make sure that you're using a lot of Clorox wipes in and around the areas that that person is touching to try to avoid getting sick. Because if you do get sick with the cold or the flu or any other kind of illness, you can make yourself more susceptible to the coronavirus and put yourself into that pre-existing condition. People that have extra um, need to use extra caution because they could be more susceptible to serious complications with the coronavirus. Um, you also want to put distance between yourself and other people. If CV, if the coronavirus is spreading in your community, again, you want to self-isolate as much as possible until the incubation period is up. And scientists now say that's anywhere from 14 to 30 days. So the longer you can avoid contact with other people, the better until this outbreak is fully under control. Stay home if you're sick, except to get medical care. And make sure that if you are getting medical care that you're not clogging up those emergency facilities for something that is relatively minor that could potentially be handled at home. And that means looking specifically at the symptoms of coronavirus versus the symptoms of a cold or flu because you don't want to go into the emergency room and block that space if you just have a cold or flu or a stomach virus um, when that space is so very needed for critical use patients that do have the coronavirus. Cover your nose and mouth with the tissue when you cough or sneeze and throw that tissue into the trash. If tissue is not available, cough or sneeze into your elbow or sleeve, not your hands. Again, very, very critical. And make sure that if you are emptying those trash receptacles that you are either using gloves or washing your hands directly afterwards and not touching your nose, mouth, face, eyes, etc. after you touch those garbage cans because you can spread those germs and illnesses by coming into contact with the tissues that people have blown their nose with or wiped their face with. Um, clean and disinfect frequently touched surfaces daily because although objects in the mail cannot necessarily transmit coronavirus if you're getting a package from someone on the east coast or from China or whatever you're not going to transmit the virus that way because the virus is very delicate but if somebody touches a door handle or a faucet or any one of those different things, you can catch it from the surfaces like those. So you want to make sure that you're frequently cleaning those tables, doorknobs, light switches, handles, desks, computers, phones, keyboards, sinks, toilets, and countertops. Wipe them down with those Clorox disinfectant or just paper towels with a disinfectant on them. You don't necessarily need the Clorox wipes if those are not available. I know that in stores and facilities around the country, these things have sold out very rapidly. So if you've got to improvise with regular paper towels and a disinfectant spray, you can do that as well. There's no difference between one of the pre-moistened Clorox wipettes and just a paper towel with disinfectant on it. 
If surfaces are dirty, clean them and use detergent or soap and water prior to disinfection. This can really assist with cutting down on those germs and it's better to be extra safe than not safe enough. Wear a face mask if you're sick. You should wear a face mask when you're around other people and before you enter a healthcare provider's office. Let's be aware as well, people. Don't go out and buy those face masks if you are not sick because then you are preventing healthcare providers and people who truly do need those face masks to control and keep themselves safe. If you're just an average Joe on the street and you're out there buying those face masks and you're not sick and you're not around people who are sick, just be cognizant of that and try to save some for the people that really do need those. Um, now, there are also some things that healthcare providers are recommending to get your household ready. And these are emergency procedures for quarantining. And that is have a supply of food staples and household supplies like laundry detergent and bathroom items and diapers if you have small children. This does not mean that you need to go to the grocery store and buy up every single item that is on the shelves. Just enough to get yourself through a month of isolation if need be. I know that I've seen hundreds and thousands of pictures online of people buying up, you know, pack after pack after pack of paper towels. And do you really need 300 rolls of paper towels for a 14 to 30 day quarantine? No. The answer to that question is no, you don't need those things for that amount of time. So please be aware and save some for the people that also need it. Be considerate of others and check on those elderly patients and elderly folks that may live in your neighborhood and find out if there's anything that you can help them with because they may not be able to get out there and get the sorts of things that you are able to get. They may not be mobile. They may be ill themselves. And so you want to take care of those folks that need our help the most during this time of the year. Make sure you have at least a 30-day supply of prescription medications and other health supplies on hand, including pain relievers, stomach remedies, cough and cold medicines, fluids with electrolytes, and vitamins. Again, this does not mean go to the drugstore and buy out every single item that is on the shelf. Just get enough for yourself and what you need for your family. Don't go crazy with it. Know how your local public health agency will share information in your community and stay informed, whether it be on the internet, whether it be through a text, etc. Be aware of how that information is facilitated and be ready to get that if you need it. Learn how your children's school and daycare and your workplace will handle possible outbreaks. Create a plan in the event of closings, cancellations, or postponements. So you know where to get your kids, you know where your kids are at all times, you know where their homework can be picked up, just have a plan and know what you're going to do with respect to that. If your child, if you care for older adults or children, plan on preparing to take care of them, what you need to do if they become sick and what your plan is in the event that that, in the event that, that does happen and help family members and neighbors get prepared and share the safety messaging with those who may not have access to it. Again, I mentioned earlier, you've got folks elderly or high-risk patients or ones that may be recovering from the coronavirus themselves that may need assistance that may not have the ability to get out there and get those supplies themselves. Be aware of your neighbors and what's going on with them and ask them if you can help. If you have the ability, if you have the supplies, 
help somebody else out. This is your opportunity to be of assistance to others instead of just grabbing everything that you can for yourself. According to the Centers for Disease Control, patients with the coronavirus have reportedly had mild to severe respiratory illness. Symptoms can appear in 2 to 14 days after exposure and do include fever, cough, and shortness of breath. If you believe that you have been exposed to the coronavirus and you are developing symptoms, you need to contact a doctor or medical facility right away. Since this is a new disease, it means scientists and public health experts are still learning how it spreads, the severity of this, and what to what extent the spread will happen in the U.S. Early information is showing that some people are at a higher risk of getting sick from this virus, and this includes older adults and people with serious chronic medical conditions like heart disease, diabetes, and lung disease. If you are at higher risk for the COVID-19 because of your age or medical conditions, it is very, very important for you to take action to avoid getting sick. Take everyday precautions to keep space between yourself and others. Keep your immune system boosted as high as you possibly can. Take that vitamin C, take that emergency, take those tablets, whatever you need to do to boost your immune system in any way you possibly can. Avoid that alcohol, avoid the sugar, avoid doing things to your body that are going to compromise your immune system even further. If you are smoking, stop by all means. Stop these things that could potentially trigger a lower immune system for yourself. Avoid crowds as much as possible. Stock up on your supplies. If you can't get extra medications, consider using a mail order option. Uh, And be sure you have your over-the-counter medications and medical supplies to treat fever and other symptoms. Most people will be able to recover from the coronavirus at home. But in the event that you are experiencing some severe side effects from it you need to get to a medical facility as soon as possible and just be aware folks that's all I'm saying there is no need for anybody to panic I am not trying to downplay the seriousness of this condition at this point in time but I would also suggest to people that you really 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 need to temper yourself going out freaking out Uh, panicking, acting like the end of the world is coming, buying every single item off the shelves um, so that your neighbors cannot buy the supplies themselves is ridiculous. This is a recoverable illness for the vast majority of the population. Again, it's only a three to five percent mortality rate. That does not mean that we need to go off the deep end and freak out. So just maintain that calm people because it is really only going to help you your family, and your community the most if you can just be calm and rational rational and reasonable with this. And I understand people are afraid, but for the latest up-to-date information, please visit the Centers for Disease Control website, cdc.gov slash covd19. I will put that into the show notes for the day. If you live outside the United States, health and safety tips can be found through the World Health Organization and by following your local Red Cross or Red Crescent Society social media channels. Like I cannot emphasize that enough. There are tons of helpful tip sheets for steps to help protect against the coronavirus available in many, many, many different languages. We will put these links into the show notes for you folks. 
again, I got this information from the redcross.org website. So if you would like to check out these tips for yourself and just be prepared and be ready with your family, go check that website out. They have a lot of really helpful information as well as the Centers for Disease Control. In the meantime, I would just wish everyone the best of luck. Stay safe, stay clean, stay healthy, wash your hands, and we will talk to you guys next week. Hopefully everybody will be back on track to our normal healthy lifestyle. We'll be back to normal workouts the next time. Um, Stay safe, folks.